Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewald, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today, we are blessed to have Gabe Kaminsky, an investigative reporter for the Washington Examiner. Gabe is hot on the trail of the left's latest scheme, using the phrase disinformation as a justification to censor conservative journalism. His series has opened the eyes across the country and resulted in investigations and other actions. Well, Gabe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No, we're, we're excited to have you, and uh, we're, we're really thrilled to talk about Disinf- Disinformation, Inc. But before we do, I just want to know, give me a little bit about your background. Uh, I, I grew up uh, outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I promise you I'm not an Eagles fan, though. So if that makes me appear any better as a person, then I'll take that. Uh, I went to the University of Pittsburgh and uh, worked at the Daily Caller News Foundation as an investigative reporter. Uh, interned at a few other outlets before that, such as the Daily Wire and the Federalist. And uh, I'm now doing investigative uh, work at the Washington Examiner. Okay. All right. So uh, let's let's jump right into Disinformation Inc. And um, this is a really interesting series, and it's something that you really need to peel back the layers of it because there's a lot behind this. Give us a quick synopsis of what this uh, this program that you're putting together is all about. So what we've detailed in a multi-part series is how there are several organizations um, that are aiming to feed, uh, they're compiling blacklists of conservative websites and feeding those to advertising companies with the intent of uh, defunding and shutting down uh, disfavored speech. Uh, and so we had we particularly focused on a group called the Global Disinformation Index, a British group with two affiliated uh, American nonprofit entities. Uh, and that group compiles what it calls a dynamic exclusion list uh, and has been feeding those to advertising companies. And the Washington Examiner actually learned that it was on this list. Uh, and there are also several other uh, right-leaning conservative outlets on it. Um, and what it means if you are on this dynamic exclusion list is that uh, advertising companies will subscribe to this list and then intri- like they, they will essentially block uh, those websites from, from reaping ad dollars. So that, that was kind of the first part of our series that just kind of explaining how this works and uh, you know revealing some of the key players behind this process that I think a lot of people didn't really know about. Well, let, let's unpack that a little bit. So GDI, Global Disinformation Index, that's a nonprofit. It has nothing to do with the government. It's something that is is a global organization. Is that right? That's right. It's a, essentially a network uh, between Britain and America. Yeah, it, it sounds really official. That's why I have to ask the question, right? So, um, so this nonprofit GDI, and it's not the only one, but we're we're focusing on GDI right now because they're they're very well known. So, what they do is they they've come up with a ranking system of how. Uh, how trustworthy a, new, a news organization is, is that correct? That's right. The Global Disinformation Index, they essentially rate uh, purported disinformation. So they, they, they try to detail the websites that they determine to be uh, publishing information that is contrary to their standards of uh, what they determine to be misinformation. Okay. How do they determine their standards, where their standards come from? 
Yeah, and, and we actually published kind of an explainer piece on this because I think a lot of people, uh, including myself, I was uncertain about this and something we've been, you know, we're learning on the fly just like everyone else uh, as we, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit and publish more stories. But basically, uh, you know, you would think disinformation is essentially fraudulent or false, uh, objectively, uh, you know, fraudulent information. And so there are certainly websites on the internet that peddle objectively uh, false information. I can say, you know, for example, there's a website called beforeitsnews.com. Uh, it's objectively a conspiracy theory website. However, the websites that uh, the Global Disinformation Index are labeling as peddling disinformation, first of all, they're, they're all uh, several right of center outlets, including where I work, the Washington Examiner. Uh, but how they're defining disinformation is through this, something they call an adversarial lens, uh, meaning that they determine disinformation is uh, uh, certain ideas that challenge institutions. Um, and so, for example, they, they've, they've said that disinformation is related to COVID-19 uh, or, or people objecting to certain uh, vaccination mandates um, or potential fraud in, in certain elections. And I would note that the Global Disinformation Index, they've been labeling opinion articles as uh, alleged disinformation. So we we published an article in the Washington Examiner, one of our commentary writers. Uh, it was a piece based on social science research uh, that said that a uh, data from 2022 that said that conservative men and women are on average uh, more satisfied and happy than liberal men and women. And this was a study. It was not just someone's opinion that was labeled as disinformation. So now they're even labeling empirical data they disagree with as uh, as being false. So they have some sort of system for ranking this. Uh... It, it, it seems a little suspect, uh, but but they have a system, and uh, the, our government contracts with them to kind of use that information to make decisions. Is that right? That's right. Uh, the The Department of State uh, has provided uh, resources to the Global Disinformation Index, and that's that, that's kind of the second part uh, uh, that we've been unpacking. Uh, um, a part that's raised a lot of concerns among members of Congress. Uh, so this Department of State through the Global Engagement Center and a nonprofit called the National Endowment for Democracy, which is funded almost entirely through Congress, they received $300 million in 2021 uh, in congressional appropriations, taxpayer dollars. They've given over 660, uh, roughly $660,000 to the Global Disinformation Index. Uh, th their, their grants were earmarked for foreign activity, foreign development of risk ratings in other, in other places, meaning the, the blacklisting of you know outlets perhaps in India or China or some other foreign country, uh, but First Amendment lawyers in Congress have raised concerns over funding at all because you know alignment with a group like this certainly uh, uh, would appear to be that taxpayer dollars are going to potentially uh, you know blacklist uh, you know the free press in America. Well, you you just point you just picked on the, I, I think the key aspect here. So our tax dollars are being used to support organizations like GDI to basically blacklist or, or stop free speech, but also blacklist conservative voices. Yeah, that's right. So what I would say is that uh, taxpayer dollars are going to an organization that is engaged in that blacklisting. The money I am not aware is specifically being allocated for domestic blacklisting and the targeting of American outlets, but still money is people have argued that money is fungible uh we are not aware of how exactly they're using their resources and any pumping of resources in an organization like this is bound 
to, you know, uh, people move money around. That There's no secret about that. So look, yeah, certainly uh, taxpayer dollars are going to a group that is engaged in some pretty controversial activity. Uh, and, you know, it's raising concerns about Republicans. I mean, just today, we were reported first that uh, Representative James Conger, the chairman of the House Oversight uh, and Accountability Committee, he just sent a letter to the State Department uh, demanding a briefing on the uh, funding to the blacklists, and he also is demanding documents and communications in relation to that. Uh, and he, you know, he intends to hold their feet to the fire. So I want, I want to touch more on, on James Comey in a, in a second here, or Comer, sorry, in, in a second here. But I, I just, I would just want to go back and make sure I fully understand. So this, this, these lists out there, these these groups, they're employing uh, a different different types of algorithms for for black blacklisting or saying they're untrustworthy. I also heard you talk about AI is becoming a big piece of how they do this. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And uh, so GDI uh, partly uses AI, but there's other organizations like uh, Integral Ad Science, uh, and that's a publicly traded company. Uh, uh, and, and so, for example, Integral Ad Science, let's say, that's another big player in this disinformation tracking world. What they do is they have an automatic you know, uh, AI algorithm that identifies um, certain keywords or certain words that are determined to be, uh, you know, in the disinformation world. And so, for example, another company that does this is Double Verify. Uh, Double Verify automatically uh, uh, labels content on websites as peddling disinformation. I'd even note that Double Verify, we found, uh, labeled one of my articles as part of the Disinformation Inc. series as uh as as you know as a uh, peddling disinformation they put a they put a, a flag on one of our articles uh to try to well effectively they blocked uh certain advertising companies from placing ads on it yeah i bring up ai specifically because this is this is exactly from the playbook this is if we have a problem out there we'll just let technology solve it we saw that with covid right we had a pandemic of course these new experimental vaccines are going to solve our problem we see what happened years afterwards and what, the, what that actually solved. And now we're seeing the same thing on disinformation. If people can't get along, they can't figure things out, what's real, what's not real, we can't figure it out, so let's let a computer figure it out because they're logical and they're unbiased and they're going to be able to figure this out for us. Yeah, and I think people have raised concerns over the fact that uh, AI is certainly following the models of humans. Uh, they're not just coming out of uh, coming out of nowhere in the sense that they clearly are programmed in certain ways, and the individuals programming them uh, certainly have their own biases and opinions of of uh, what constitutes disinformation, and that's and that's where you get cases in which uh, AI obviously is going to be beholden to the people who you know craft those algorithms and craft that programming. So expect more expect more of AI in the future as we kind of go through this information war, if you will. I would say so. Um, I don't have a crystal ball, but I mean, if you look at with Chat GPT, I think I said it right. That's a that's another uh, that's a some some new company that uh, you you like type in on the internet uh, on their on their site, and they provide you like an AI. They can provide you AI responses just continually. Like if you type in yeah. uh, who's going to win tomorrow, the Packers Bears, they'll give you like a whole accounting. But anyway, all that to say. Um, you know, yeah, I think AI is, is going to be a big part of the disinfo yeah. space. So, you know, when we, we kind of pull all this together, you, what you discovered, Washington Examiner was on this list. And so what we see is 
uh, many of the, the conservative media organizations fall in the untrustworthy list versus the, the left side of the, org uh, of the media organizations are very trustworthy, if you will. That's right. Uh, BuzzFeed News, Huffington Post, uh, Washington Post, um, I believe New York Times is on that list, uh, Wall Street Journal, um, some other, uh, several other outlets. But anyway, I, I do want to highlight specifically BuzzFeed News and Huffington Post, uh, now just called HuffPost, um, because BuzzFeed News published first the Steele dossier that uh, intended to uh, link Donald Trump to Russia. The, the, FBI, the, the Hillary Clinton campaign fed the Steele dossier to the FBI uh, covertly, and it was, it was fed to media outlets as a means to take down the sitting president. Um, so certainly one would think that would be constitute disinformation. I'd also note that both the Huffington Post and BuzzFeed, as, as well as these other outlets, um, ha have pushed the idea that the Hunter Biden laptop uh, story uh, prior to the New York Post was Russian disinformation, another right. another bogus lie. Um, the Hunter Biden laptop is 100% authentic, uh, at least the copy that the Washington Examiner uh, has. It's 100% authentic, recommissioned a, a Secret Service agent who, uh, who conducted a full forensic analysis who concluded that it's not possible if there's any other person who could have uh, created that data. All that is to say, the the outlets on that on left leaning outlets on that list have certainly peddled disinformation themselves, and I think that GDI certainly should take a look at that. <laughs> so it's 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 the rules for thee, but not for me kind of concept. So they're able to post whatever they want, even if it's disinformation, and their scores don't get affected. So it, it, there's there's definitely different st uh, criteria for these uh, algorithms that are, they're putting out. That's right. And I think it's worth noting that individuals on GDI's board include those affiliated with the left-leaning legacy media journalism space. Uh, for example, uh, there's Ian Applebaum, who's a prominent uh, writer for The Atlantic and other outlets and a longtime uh, left-leaning journalist. Um, there's also people, uh, an individual from Reuters, I'm blanking on her name, and also another uh, individual who uh, was previously affiliated with the Pew Research Center. Uh, so certainly, you know, there are legacy institutions involved with this group that, uh, you know, probably have their preconceptions about conservative news. Yeah, and I think as I, as I tie all this stuff together, so all this, the way that this impacts conservative media is that they get defunded, right? So you can't, adver well, advertisers will choose not to advertise on your sites. So you, you're, you're pulling out a key source of revenue for these alternative news sources and basically squashing them before they can even get started? Well, I don't know if it's squashing before they get started so much, but for example, you know, the, the right um, does operate a uh, less well-funded, you know, media media ecosystem, places like, you know, the Washington Examiner, the Daily Caller, the Washington Free Beacon, um, and et cetera. These are smaller outlets in comparison to the New York Times, the Washington Post. But these outlets have been operating for a while and very, very successfully. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, yeah, like, like you're saying, um, you know, it, the opportunity for these outlets to lose uh, lose out on advertising dollars is clearly uh, apparent, uh, given the fact that, uh, you know, through these blacklists, um, essentially they're just they're losing out on opportunities to uh, gain advertising dollars with companies. And of course, it is a free market. Those companies can decide whether they want to place ads on X website. I think it, I think what people are concerned about, obviously, is the government. And second, the fact that GDI is, uh, you know, people, it almost, people have said it looks almost like defamatory in the sense of mm -hmm. uh, how they're labeling, you know, outlets. 
Yeah, no, no, that's fair. It's def definitely holding them back. So um, this, this is a big issue. Uh, and you, you mentioned James Comer and the work that he's doing uh, on the, um, against the, the State Department and, and the things that he's doing on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Do you see this going in a better way? Are we going to start leveling the playing field through this route? Or what's your thoughts? So James Comer is one of uh, several Republicans who are beginning to investigate um, the, uh, the government funding of the blacklist. Uh, he, he sent a letter to the State Department today um, demanding a briefing and documents. Uh, Jim Jordan of the House Judiciary Committee and uh, uh, Subcommittee uh, on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. It's another lawmaker who's been uh, been looking into this and, and could expect to, uh, you know, be, be taking some future action relatively soon. Uh, and some senators as well, um, such as Marco Rubio and Ron Johnson, I will note that they are limited by not being a majority in the Senate. And so I, I would expect this more to play out uh, in the House of Representatives. Okay. So there's there's some momentum here that we're starting to see, which is which is good news. So, so Gabe, how do people follow the work that you're doing? If you go to WashingtonExaminer.com, uh, you can you can read all our stories and certainly subscribe. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, and uh, we have a tab on the site that says Disinformation Inc. If you click on that, it'll uh, pull up all our articles. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter where I do uh, share my articles at uh, G.E. Kaminsky, G-E-K-A-M-I-N-S-K-Y. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for exposing this. It's it's a, a critical piece uh, to our success. So thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. And don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.